welcome back everybody to the one and only You Got It Foul Ball podcast again, and as always, currently presented by the Foul Ball Podcast. Exactly. Kudos to you for guessing both of those. Congratulations. But I think a big congratulations for now because normally, you know, I actually try not to do an episode until the end of a series, but you know what? Something we need to talk about has to be presented right here, right now, immediately. Not only have the Red Sox won two games in a row, but they've also just won the series, technically. So as we all know, currently, you know, it was looking dismal, right? So the Red Sox were not looking, I guess, great because... It, it it just wasn't it just wasn't looking good whatsoever. Right as I look back on all the scores right now, you know nine, they, yeah they won nine to four against the Braves and then they lost five to three. They got swept by Chicago. The White Sox looked pretty bleak against the Angels. Yeah, they won a game against the Angels four to zero, but then they lost ten to five and then they lost eight to zero. So there's five games right off the bat. Then they lost to Baltimore twice out of three games. Then, again, same thing against the Blue Jays. They won three games out of... No, sorry. They lost three games out of four. And, yeah. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And so, this first month and a half has just been loss after loss after loss after loss. But the reason why I said we need to say congratulations is because, like I said, on Friday, May 13th, the Red Sox beat the Rangers 7-1. Solid, solid game, right? You know, I don't need to go in depth about that one entirely just because, you know, like I said, they only let up, let up one run. I mean, again, the pitching came through. I will have to look up who the pitcher was for that game. Um, yeah, again, pitching. Eduardo Hernandez, and, and uh, Hernandez, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Bogarts, Verdugo, Bobby Dalback, Trevor Story, Cordero, Vasquez, and JBJ were all up to bat. Um, I mean, essentially almost everybody except for Dalback's Story. Well, no, no, not even that. Essentially... Essentially everybody, except for JBJ, essentially, Dahlback, Bobby Dahlback. Yeah, it looks like that's it. Literally everybody except for basically JBJ and Dahlback did something at the at behind the plate. Okay, which was awesome. And Nick Pavetta, rock solid. I mean, er, pitched, pitched seven innings. Three hits, one ER, one BB, and four strikeouts. Four strikeouts, okay, we'll take it. It was good. That means the folks that are playing in the field were doing what they needed to do, which is good because that means we're not putting as much stress on the pitcher himself. They're utilizing the fielders behind them, which is the reason why they're there is because they want to do something, right? So it's nice to see that it's not just the pitcher 
not only doing the work, but taking a lot of that credit for you know what they're what they're supposed to do. So like I said, seven innings, four strikeouts. Then Crawford, the big five zero, pitched two innings, had a hit, and had a strikeout. And so again, I mean the that's the way it's supposed to go, folks. I mean, you have your starter going seven innings, which is, I think is something the Red Sox have not seen in a long time. And then you have them go that, that, that far. And then you have the closer being a legit closer going two innings and not only just giving up a hit and that's it. I mean, that's the way to close it out, in my opinion. I mean, if you guys have anything else you want to say about it, please let me know. But like, the bats worked, and as we just talked about, like the pitching went the way it needed to, and that's the games we want to see, right? If you're a big fan of defense, that's a great defensive game. I mean, that's a great defensive game. That's a that's a ton of fun to watch. And if you're, you're a fan of offense like I am, the bats were pumping out hits like it was nothing, right? And clearly... Things on the Rangers side kind of sucked pond water, but it's okay. I mean, they're kind of bad anyway. As in, as of now, like, they're, yeah, they're just not looking good. Here, let me back up here a minute. So, yeah, they're, the record's just off. I don't even want to talk about that. But the thing is, we do have more important things to talk about. The next game... As of yesterday, so yesterday's game, last night. So, you know, well, as of last night, right before we get into that, the Red Sox are 13 and 20. Rangers are 13 and 19. So, the Red Sox obviously have a lot of catching up to do. I mean, we have a game today at, I believe, what was it? 2.35. Yes, today at 2.35. So, hopefully we can get a sweep. Hopefully we can get pull out the brooms and get things going because it's going to be a long homestand at Fenway Park starting Monday. I know I'll be there except for Thursday. And we just better be cranking out wins left and right, especially now that we're home. We're going against the Houston Astros. Houston Astros starting on Monday. American League rival, obviously. And we got to just crank those out, like sweep after sweep after sweep, because we have to get back in the lead in the division. And we'll talk about that more here in a few minutes. Because I want to finish up talking about the game yesterday against the Texas Rangers before I get swept away into other things. Because I know I will. You know I will. I love talking about baseball. We all all do. We got some exciting things coming up in the Fall Ball Podcast. Hopefully um, we'll get some interviews here pretty soon for you. So, you know, hopefully for a lot of the episodes here on out, it won't be just me. It'll be with folks within the Red Sox and other baseball teams in the MLB, et cetera, et cetera. So without further ado, the game last night looked freaking incredible. I mean, let's just start off by saying we won 11-3. We won 11-3. One run in the first, four in the second, one run in the fourth, three in the fifth. One run in the eighth and one run in the ninth. I mean, eleven runs out of fourteen hits and two errors. Yeah, and um, obviously the Rangers can't really say the same thing. 
One run in the first, two runs in the seventh, and then other than that, they were lights out. I love how many zeros I see, you know, all that were all written across the board. Hernandez, Devers, Martinez, Bogarts, Story, Cordero, Vasquez, Dahlback, and JBJ. That was the lineup. JBJ actually had two hits, which is good because obviously, as we were just saying a little while ago, the night prior on Friday night was not a good night for him. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a great outfielder. Incredible, but... He's got he's got to get that rock solid. Um, still pretty good lineup pitching wise. Okay, in terms of innings pitched, so Rich Hill was on the hill for six innings, let up seven hits, two word runs, and four strikeouts. Okay, then we had Sawamara for an inning pitched, let up one strikeout. Okay, and then we had Matty Backpacks, Matty Barnes. Again, one inning pitched, one one strikeout. That was lit up. Diekman, Mr. Diekman, was after Matty Backpacks. One inning pitched, again, one strikeout given. So, I mean, I get Cora's moves with, you know, the innings pitched, you know, one, one, and one with three different you know, backup pitchers trying to save the game. But, you know, I, I kind of like a game like the night prior where we had a little more consistency behind the mound, or on the mound, I should say. But either way, I mean, no runs really let up. The game was saved. Each pitcher had a strikeout. Nothing crazy happened, okay? We did not lose from a walk-off run in the ninth inning or further into extra innings. That has to be mentioned again, right? Because, I mean, what we we've lost at least five games now due to letting up a run in the bottom of the ninth or later. I mean, it's it's been brutal. It's and honestly, it feels like it's at a point where it's been a million games that we've lost in that scenario. I mean, I remember hearing that it's. I think it was since, hold on, let me rephrase this. The last time a team did that, like let, lost, hold on, did this, right? The last time a team has lost a game by a walk-off run or what, something along, along the lines of that was the Chicago Cubs, I believe, Back in like 2011 or so, or right around that area. So it's been forever since the team has lost to every other team in their division due to letting off a run later in the game. Here we are now, folks. Here we are now. We were that team to break that 10, 11 years or so drought, I guess you could call it. Not a good drought, but we broke it. Only the Red Sox. Only the Red Sox. And that's what I say. And so, I mean... I've been telling everybody that I've been talking to about the Red Sox and the state of the Red Sox and all that stuff. Usually, they start their season off really, really well, which is what we're used to, right? And then we decide to have a little slump post-All-Star break. And then we come up again, rise a bit. This even happened last season, too, right? Where same thing happened, slump after the All-Star break, came back up just a little bit towards the very end of the season. 
and then had a great playoff run, and then obviously lost to the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. And so I've got to say, maybe that what I'm thinking and what I've been telling people, right, is I think this is just our slump that happens after the All-Star break. It's just coming to us now, and hopefully for the remainder of the season, obviously, hopefully we do good. I mean, yeah, there might be a tiny bit of a slump here and there, but it has to be super, super tiny from here on out. Because we'll go back to the conversation about the record and everything in the American League East, right? Right now, the Red Sox are 13-20, and 20, um, fifth in the AL East, and it's we're, we're behind Baltimore right now. And I don't remember a time when it's, that's ever happened. 13-20, 0.394 percentage. We're 11 games behind first place. Last 10 games has been f- fairly better. Last four games has uh, last 10 games, sorry, has been four and a four and six record. Home games were four and nine. Away games were nine and eleven. And like I said, eleven games behind first. Right now, Baltimore's at ten and a half. Right now, they're fourteen and twenty. Right now, they're right now. Right now, the Baltimore Orioles are fourteen and twenty. Red Sox are thirteen and twenty. Blue Jays eighteen and sixteen, Tampa Bay Rays twenty and fourteen, and then the Yankees are at twenty four and nine, and so that's going to be a big thing too, right? Hopefully, there will be a really good shakeup here in the American League East division, where literally everybody else looks like us, and then we look like literally everybody else in terms of just a winning standpoint, and everybody else transitions into a learn losing standpoint. So it's going to be interesting, right? Um, but one thing that can get us a lot more encouraged will be this. This right here. Quickly two down, and here comes J.D. Martinez. There's a high fly ball into left field. Solak's backing up. He's on the track. He's at the wall. And it is gone. J.D. Martinez cranks out his fourth of the season and puts the Red Sox in the lead. Boy, he got that hanging breaking ball right there. I'll tell you right there, that's when you're going. So as always, you know, J.D. Martinez doing phenomenal. I mean, when he's, I've got to say, he's got to be one of the more consistent players on the Red Sox roster right now. I mean, he usually contributes game in and game out. Yeah, every once in a while he'll have a game where, he won't have a hit or anything, but I mean, overall, he's just he's just there, right? He's present, he's in the moment, and he shows up to to the win, and that's what I love about him. That's why I always call him my favorite player, right? Is because he knows what his job is, and he goes out there and he performs better than I could ever expect, right? And the reason why I didn't play any further is because Trevor Story bobbed the ball afterwards over at the second base spot and yeah he let the ball up and lap a run and yeah so Trevor story you know he's he's supposed to be good I mean that's something we can talk about so he's making a very 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 slow appearance which really sucks because he's supposed to be amazing he was one of our more expensive deals that we made during the off season. There was a lot of excitement around him. And yeah, he's just not there yet. He just hasn't shown up 
he hasn't lived up to the hype that he's talked about him, that he's told himself about, that he's talked to himself about. He's told people time and time again, right? Oh, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really good. Yeah, no, you're not, bud. Like, you just haven't done anything yet. He just hasn't, which is sad. But he finally had his first Red Sox home run not too long ago. But Trevor Story, man, you can't you can't keep bobbling balls and missing balls at the plate. I mean, you just can't. You're a big boy now, bud. You are a big boy in the big boy league. It's time to show up. So without further ado, just figured, like I said, it, this is huge stuff to talk about. This is fun stuff to talk about. Now, I want to make sure I do these things that really kind of thought provokes you all, right? It provokes all your thinking, makes you think outside the box a little bit. And like I said, we just won two games in a row. I thought that was a big thing to talk about before game three out of three against the Rangers. So without further ado, we will get talk to you guys after the Houston Astros series, unless something else big comes up that's really pressing to talk about. So without further ado, let's go foul ball podcast. Let's go Red Sox. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit. 